All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's the Yale fight song, buddy. Uh, oh, you weren't here last week. No, uh, I missed it. Okay. New new anthem. Missed one week, and the show is completely flipped, side at, flipped, up, ugh, flipped upside down. So this is now a cat podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Cats. We, we, we polled our listeners, and they want us to... Talk more cats. Lines, There's yeah. a couple of guys in the cat biz bag milk. We're not ha- too sad to hear about that. Hey, you know what? I can talk cats all day. And all I will. day. They're cute. Adorable. They meow. So that's the Yale fight song, buddy. So okay. anti-Chirelli, anti-Harvard, pro okay. Yale, pro fight song. It's all tongue in cheek. Question then. Does the Oilers winning some games make you nervous that there won't be changes up top? Is Hitchcock going to save him? You know, can we just have a moment to enjoy ourselves <laughs> at the seven, two, and one record in the last ten? Well, we also need to celebrate the fact that, like, we're doing—we were on a pretty good route since we switched to the fight song. Oh well, yeah, this last so, week like, has changed everything let's for me. Show, let's show the song some respect. Exactly, here. need some respect. Show Yale nice. some respect. Put some respect on my name. That's right. I'd like to play, play brass instruments. Seems fun. I feel like this podcast is turning into our slow and eventual decline into insanity. Like last week, we're like, man, I'm going to go punch someone in the face at the OEG. And this week, I'm like, mm, they're doing a fine job over there. Sign me up for all the merchandise for Christmas. I'm so, I saw you almost bought a 50% off Ryan Strom jersey. Can you last believe time. the gall these people have selling Ryan Strom jerseys? Just, yeah, just put a new patch on them or Make something. Make them Moro jerseys and uh, sell classics geez. or something. What Craig store? Simpson? What I'd store buy Craig was that Simpson. At? That was the concourse at Rogers Place. 
You think they'd have a protocol for when somebody gets traded? Fifty like percent off. But that's not. I don't feel like that's the best way to go about it. No, I would tend to uh, agree. Like take the patching off. I reuse the jerseys. Don't think that Ryan Strom jerseys would sell in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they probably sold two before it was fifty percent. Yeah, off. to the Strom parents. No disrespect to Ryan Strom. He's just no Jordan Everly, and he's certainly no Spooner. <laughs> Cuddles. 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 I'll tell you though, who's looking good, even though he's probably one of the worst on ice interviews in the history of professional sports, is Koskinen. Oh, he's the answer. Like, man, he is looking so steady. He made a couple saves last game that were just like most goalies aren't making those saves. And I feel like the Oilers haven't had a most goalies are going to are going to make that save goalie in ages. They have goalies are like, oh, man, nobody else is going to let that shit in. But ours, right? Like, who, was, a, who was the last one? The last. Well, Talbot was good in the playoff year. He was. Yeah, he was. Awesome. He was. He was stellar. Uh, Prior to that, Rolo. Really? Yeah. yeah, really. Probably. And then Cujo in the zone before that. Oh, Cujo. Yeah. But, but but we have to be honest. You can't. You can't look at like Kostinen's getting the job done, and like I'm all about results. Like, I I, I wish I would just not watch uh, him play in in the net, uh, and then just see the score and be like, oh yeah, he's awesome. But like, he's scary at the same time. What do you mean? He he's he's all over the place. Like he he like he's six seven. He covers the lower half of the net like tremendously. He's, he's so good with his legs, but like he's his fundamentals or his te- his, his his technical you know abilities when it comes are non traditional. And maybe I'm a traditionalist when it comes to goaltending. You want Gump Worsley, no mask, that type of deal. Yeah, it's it's too much helmet <laughs> and too much padding. But I just like I, I, he gets the job done. So like I watch it, I'm just like I'm like nervous, but like also calm about it. You're probably having PTSD from the monster. Oh, jeez. Oh, but there's some monster esque maneuvers. I, is that because he's a big boy? Though? You see him? No, no, no. When when you have him facing the wrong side yeah. of the net, making a save. Yeah, that's monster esque. Exactly. Is that mean he just has like lightning in a bottle right now, and you think it's gonna? wear out he, he could it honestly could just be a factor of like he's like a hassock or who's just like a water buffalo freaking flip-flopping around the net yeah last night i was it was actually my first time at rogers place of the season last night but at the game last night yeah for, yeah oh for the season for not, the season honestly, yeah ever. so i sat close enough to actually get a good look at koskinen he is a fucking unit man that guy is gigantic yeah. so big and the thing is is like he's got it's his size and he's got athletic ability and that's what makes him a good goalie. He's not just your prototypical, like play the angles, like technical goalie. He is just flopping all over the place. It was my first time. I went to the game and sat lower bowl. Mm-hmm. I was also lower bowl. <gasps> oh, in the corner where Jeez. I think I was actually a few rows above you. Oh, well, thanks for the hello. Facebook I didn't told notice me the until- other day we were friends for 10 years <laughs> and you won't even say what up. I didn't notice until I looked at your Instagram, kind of seeing the levels. Of yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you guys were together because like you guys were at the same height, but maybe just different corners of the arena. Maybe because straight across from me, did you see the guy with the weed flag? Yes. Okay. I was in the other corner, but I did see. Did okay. Security put him in a box and take him out? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. The guy had a Canada flag, Jay, with a weed flag instead of the maple leaf. And he started like shaking it with his buddies. I'm like, those guys are going to get kicked out. That's like a G worth of seats. But they kept hiding it and then bringing it back and hiding it. There was What's a lot of motivation the, for that. I don't know. Just show everybody that you smoke weed. I love weed, man. Yeah, cool, legal, man. legal weed. Why not? National game. It's like wearing another jersey to a game. You're just doing it to be different. Saw a guy uh, in a Leafs jersey last night. Oh, that drives me nuts. That's Saw a guy in a Golden Knights jersey. But hate that. James Neal. <clears throat> yeah, okay, I can respect that. If, if it's you, of a player that's playing on the ice from another team, I can get behind it because you're a fan of that player. But yeah, I just and I James Neal. 
He's who knows, man? Maybe they're visiting from Bolivia, and the, the fact they have a hockey jersey is amazing. No, no. You know no. they're not from Bolivia? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. I know you know a Bolivian <laughs> when you see one. So <laughs> let me ask you this. We were talking about this last night of the game. If you were going to have a terrible contract and you admit it's going to be terrible, who would you rather have in your books, Neil or Lucic? Neil. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what's going on with Neil. Like, he's, he's not far. That he's, fight makes up for a lot of stuff. Two, two bad games. I see him fight. Yeah, I get, but how much give in has a little Luch bit. fought this year? Twice. Twice. Twice okay. so far. That's it? It so feels we like all, more than We that. have guys that can chuck hammers that for can much less. that. Um, but you'd rather have Neil over Lucic? I, th- I think, well, obviously, Neil's cheaper, for one. A little bit cheaper. A um, lot more offensive upside. I don't know what's going on in Calgary, like, in, in terms of, like, how he's not a fit there. Um, I don't really care to know because I don't pay enough attention to the team. <laughs> if I did, I could probably tell you. But uh, yeah, so I Maybe think he's I'd just aging Neil, like Jordan Stall. But having said Jordan that, Stahl. bringing up Lucic as a subject, now that like this, I, the identity line, we we as the nation need to come up with a better line, a name for this line. It's a terrible this. line. Um, so like that's them trying to tell us what to think. Mm. We need to tell them what's up. <laughs> so we'll figure that out. But I like when, the identity when, line. When you remove the expectation of Luch having to score and just going around and hitting guys yeah. and just like knocking pucks loose and whatever, uh, that line is just, I love it. I thought and, he played great last night. And, and yeah, Hitch, Hitch is putting these guys in like serious roles, like shut down the, the top line roles. Like it's, it's so when you, when you watch that and they're, 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 they're getting the job done, they're not scoring. Lucic probably should have three goals in the last week. But whatever, he's, he's snake bitten, and we'll we'll. You know what I like about we'll Lucic? The underrated body shot in the fight. He does that a lot. Have you noticed that? Oh yeah, he he's, gives body blows. You don't see that often because well, he, he's a boxer. Smart. So he gets it. So like, if he he's just looking for that open shot, cause he's just, he's trying to hurt the guy across from him. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, and he knows that might make his arm fall down, like make his arm lower. He'll get better shots. Peluso looked concerned. Wow. He looked Peluso mad when he got sending, broken up, too. Thank you, Karts. The linesman for jumping yeah. in. So yeah. Yeah. What the no. hell is what are you going talking on? About? There was no reason for them to jump in. Yeah, but he looked mad about it. He was freaking out. Oh, of course. Acting. It seemed like as yeah. soon as they knocked uh, Lucic knocked his bucket off, they were just right in. Yeah. They don't want the guy to fall. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot I could see. Like, I very rarely ever sit lower bowl. So I'm a tier two fan for life, even though that's not what it means, John. Um... <laughs> There was a, f- like, okay, yeah, I can't see the far corner, and that's fine. I find myself watching on the scoreboard, which defeats the purpose of going to a hockey game because the scoreboard is your TV at home, and that costs $0.00. And zero cents. However, the stuff you can see in the lower bowl is amazing. Connor did a swoop play right in front of me, about 40 feet, and I, you could probably sit in Roger's place until the end of time, and if Connor McDavid's not an oil, you'll never see a play that good. Like, the game is so fast when you're down there. Oh, yeah. And Gravel, our boy there, he was looking... Maybe the game's so fast, but like there's a few times where I was watching him make breakouts and it looked like he was kind of at like beer league speed and everybody else was at like I NHL think travel's Goma. fine. I think he's actually turning into a like a just a steady kind of simple doesn't make too many mistakes defenseman. I think the best part about Gravel is when you don't notice him at all. Mm-hmm. So he got a lot of ice. Did, Gra- did like Gravel it. come back after he got plowed by Hathaway there? Because I think so. Did he get hammered? Yeah, he got nailed. <laughs> got decked. There's some big hits last night. Lucci, oh, yeah. who did he oh. smoke? Lucci, that was Hamannick. Oh, Lucci just and destroyed him on Peluso. Oh, yeah. holy cow! There were some freaking bombs last night. It wasn't as feisty as I was expecting based on the game we saw in Calgary because it was tight scoring. I yeah. think that disallowed goal, like, 
Oilers fans are the best fans in the world. And the fact anyone's even paying attention to this team is <laughs> beyond amazing to me. We scored, we cheered louder for a disallowed goal than most NHL teams get an ovation when they score. Like, it was a standing O, basically, when the goal got disallowed. I really thought that one could go either way. I did, too. I, I thought it was going to count talking, for sure. Yeah, because they're talking about how he, he didn't stop the goalie from being able to make a play on the puck. And when you looked at it from above, he really, I mean, he was there, but... Koskinen could have got over a little further. Well, sure, but, but it was Jones, kind of a hey, I was but happy hey, as all hell. I'm just saying. Said, like, he's, like, I, he's like, they'll call this like they'll call this off. And I was like, for Louis to say that was good. But to take that back a step before the goal score. So Bob Cole's calling the game. Yeah. He's doing his Canada-wide tour. Um, and they're putting so much pressure in the zone on Edmonton before that goal. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, with this kind of pressure, something could happen. And literally half a second later in the net, it's like, God damn it, Bob. You're Bob so Cole nice. knows. Didn't he also incorrectly say that we were chanting defense, defense, defense. And we were chanting like Lucic or something. So, <laughs> I don't me. know. Is that? Yeah. Something. The, the Bob Cole tribute, I thought was really nice. I, I, thought I, they, I didn't get to see it. I oh, didn't show it on TV. I don't. Oh, uh, well, I missed full disclosure. I missed the first period. Ah, I was going back and forth from the football game, so I probably missed that too. Oh, that's wow. weird. The this boys is why have... everyone complains about Charmers in the podcast. <laughs> was it high school? He prioritizes yeah. football over Oilers hockey, and that might have been one of the worst NFL games of all time. Was it last Texas night? high school football in, you were watching, or was it at least professional? It games? was at least professional. Mm-hmm. It wasn't horrible. It was arguably one of the best offenses going against one of the best defenses, so it should have been a lot of fun. And it oh was man, just don't tell me it was the scoring. Jaguars against the Buccaneers. Nope. Wrong. I don't even know if those are the right sports. Well, they are. That was pretty good. Oh, Two Florida you. teams, too. You must really like the Florida oh, teams. Oh, you know I do. Florida football for What's life. What's the third Florida football team? Mm, that's a good point. Jesus. Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. The Gators. Yeah, the Gators is a football team. It's the college squad, if I recall correctly. Yeah, there's a lot of Florida football college squads. A lot of people in Florida. It's the Miami Dolphins. Ah, the Dolphins. It's Gregor's favorite team. You should know that. Ah, Gregor. I know him. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor had his plaid party and I saw the frying pan was out on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw you in there. Yeah, I was there for the frying pan. Gregor lo- is, is his life hack, if you will, if you want to call this one, but he, he swears by, oh, buddy, it's the best thing ever. You serve shots on a pan. You don't make a mess. It's the cleanest thing ever. Yeah. As so, opposed to our hand shots, it, well, yeah, which yeah. was an, an innovation. <laughs> hand shots <laughs> the is worst like, this is, this is uh, prehistoric. Like That's like, that's just being resourceful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being primal. Like who's got point. time or the money to buy shot glasses? Nobody. When you when you've got one Gregor. in your hand, it's just like <laughs> Steve Jobs. Like, why do you need the stylus when you've got five? Exactly. Your hand? You've got your own. You've shot already glasses. got two shot glasses. <laughs> we'll talk about a little bit more after the break. But the Nation Christmas party was on Friday, and Chalmers, you wheeled in there, and everybody I talked to was like, "That's the funniest person I've ever talked to in my entire life." And I was like. <laughs> That's why he's on the podcast. Well, maybe we should start That's doing podcasts on podcast. at one o'clock in the morning. He would be on it was, fire. It was, and to preface that, we <laughs> we went bowling for Act One of the Nation Party. Chalmers wasn't there. He came after and just bowled all of us over. Oh yeah, <laughs> he came in. Strike. Do you remember when you met Avery? Oh yeah, that was great. So our good friend Avery Sports, friend of the show, love Avery. Avery is like a sports reporter in town, and he wears a fedora. Sure yep. does. And Chalmers, and Chalmers and I are standing at the end of the bar <laughs> drinking shots. And he looks at Avery and goes, who the hell is this? He looks like Rocky's trainer. Go get him, Rocky. <laughs> and Avery like lit up because he's so happy. Right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he is. Avery's going to be a fight trainer in 2060. Yeah, he's just a Total cigar. Fight trainer. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be like, I've been wearing fedoras in these streets for the last 70 <laughs> years, Rocky. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. You were in fine, fine. That was form. fun. So that was I came from the hockey game. I finally took the tickets I'd been getting. 
uh, offered and went. See, you're and, inching your way yeah. towards being back in the fan. Three to one after like the first eight minutes of the game. Yeah. I was back. I was didn't you win a going. bunch of money because of the Edmonton? I sure Oilers did. Zone? Exactly. Yeah. The over was hit. I got to relax come mid-second. Oh. That's what helped me get so riled up. Before that I got reminds to me of Florida football. You know, a couple of minutes into the first quarter, they've covered the spread and the game's out of reach. And I say to myself, this is why I got back into football. Those are the best ones, man. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I didn't get back into football. I can tell you don't know. Let's take a break. Real Life Podcast. Back after this. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly. Chapa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at chappamachinery.com. Chapa Machinery Group. Join the family. <laughs> uh, Nipsey. I'm going to see that voice next week. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting to think about it when he's talking. Yeah, that is Josh okay. trying to be like a roughneck oilman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's They say good. the Australian accent's the hardest one for actors to lose, and sometimes they'll slip back to it in the middle of a scene. <laughs> for real. The Hemsworths, I have to work out with vocal coaches all the time because it's like in them. They've got like a bogan accent. Oh. And they'll just let out a crikey for no reason. Crikey! <laughs> Getting back to the nation Christmas party, I'll tell you, it is hilarious to just see everybody as the night goes on right like i spent four or five thousand nights of my life in the pint but like everybody starts out and it's like oh this is my girlfriend this is my wife this is my husband everybody how do you do secret handshakes all the way around and you fast forward to the end of the night and people have like lost their codes and someone accidentally ate a piece of the jenga game and more shots are still arriving it was a dilly of a party a, d- a dilly, dilly. Just a deal. It was just nice to see all the nerds out from underneath their computers. Hey. Oh, <laughs> hey. just kidding. Well, it's, it's You're one of those what, nerds now. No, no, no. It's funny to see what a uh, $1,500 bar bill. Is that what it, I was going to ask? Because oh, yeah, you know we, what the we, nice we, part. We, yeah, everyone was uh, in a festive mood. Yeah. And, you know, we had the whole squad. Some of them brought the significant others. So we actually had some numbers. And you posted up right where I thought you would. Oh, yeah. Always. I love that spot. That's our strip. Yeah, it's a good zone. Our strip. Yeah, I yeah. thought they were going to do they did last it's, year and put us in that side room. Oh yeah, no, that's that's, oh, that's the side room's got no that's life. That's the fun vacuum that takes you away unless you have your own like programming going on in there where you want to be removed. Um, that that's not a good place. You left at the right time too. About well, twenty five yeah. minutes after you left, straight up, I almost got into a fight. Oh wow! So I'm standing against the wall. You know how I do posting up, looking at everybody, and I'm like right on the far side of the pint with like. The, the separation between the two rooms. Right? You know, so yeah. there's like the wall oh, yeah. and then there's a strip and then there's a bar. I'm standing there minding my own business, doing nothing to anybody. And some guy walks by and goes, why don't you get the fuck out of the way? And I've had 800 shooters at this point And my <laughs> brain is mostly alcohol. And I go to chirp him and he's missing a tooth. Oof. And I'm like, well, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to work with what I'm given. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you missing a tooth? In 2018, if I was missing a tooth, I wouldn't go around the bar acting like a jackass or I get my other tooth knocked out too. And the look on his eyes, it was just, you could tell he was so vulnerable about missing a tooth for whatever reason. That's when I went and got a donair. That was the end of the yeah. Christmas party for me. <laughs> See you later, toothy Joe. I'm glad we're talking about the party in the tab because I forgot to pay the tab. Oh, oh I talked to everybody. So, oh yeah, no, I know. Rick sent me a text <laughs> oh, yeah. with a photo of the tab. Perfect. I'm going to go pay the tab. Yeah. We pay our tabs. <laughs> yes, we pay They're our They're like, tabs. you know you're not getting away with not paying this one. Right? Oh, yeah, when it's that size. Like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you can get a free t- a Barry 
berry salad or whatever the hell they have there. Yeah, but Terry uh, Berry. Terry Berry. Delicious. That's one of the best salads in the league. It is good, yeah. I'm a fan. It was a good party. I like the bowling. It was one thing that I really appreciated about this year's Nation Christmas party is the competitive spirit of everybody that works at this Everyone place. Everyone wants it. Bowling. What we did is we had three lanes. We split the group into tiers as if they were leagues. There was the NHL on the far right. There was the AHL in the middle. ECHL down on the bottom. People were moving up and down. You told me you sucked at bowling. I couldn't go to the bowling part. I went to the after party where I tried to be an amateur dentist to remove people's teeth. But I looked and saw a pretty high score put up on Instagram from a listen, guy who claimed he isn't good at bowling. Listen, my first game, I didn't come close to hitting 100. I got demoted right quick. We need parameters well, here. We also, five or 10 pin. It's five, five pin. pin. You also have to remember, a perfect game in five pin is 450. <laughs> where where was this at? Bonnie, Bonnie Dune Lanes. Have you Bonnie, ever been there? Of co- uh, buddy, I grew up at Bonnie Dune Lanes. That my grandma lived huge. over at Hardesty. You grew up at Bonnie Dune Lanes. My grandma lived at Hardesty. So like, right, like... Hardesty, Alberta? No, like the Hardesty area. Or I don't even know. Jeez. Did you just make up a neighborhood? Exactly. No, no. I lived in Green Acres. It's, it's like in Capilano or something. Oh, okay. Anyways, so we'd go to Bonnie Dune with my grandma, me and yeah. my sister, and we'd bowl every weekend. Oh, that's that's we, Are you a good bowler then? Uh, no, because oh. I went bowling on Saturday at noon for a birthday party. Like I, I wasn't going bowling. It was a kid's birthday party. But I assume I it was an adult out. birthday party. Anyways, no, I'm not good at bowling. Oh, so to find out that you hit a hundred on five pin bowling, bowled a hundred. Nobody hits nothing in bowling. Bowled a hundred. Sorry. There we go. Well, so Bonnie, Dude I was shooting lanes. for a hundred. That was my goal. No. Nope. So when I when I went past that, my third game ended up being my third my best at like one thirty six or something like that. I was pumped. I'll frame that. Thirty six is huge. That's huge. I'll frame that shit. What'd you name yourself again? Uh, I was agged milk because some of the letters didn't work. There's some keyboard limitations. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, the intern, though, putting up a 200. Oh, is he that opened for- up. So we so we we had the final. So we once we did our three rounds, we had like the Champions League final. So the, f- the four highest scores from the the last round of whatever relegation round or we want to call it all went into the last pool for the finals. And Chris comes out like Chris just scraped in to get in. Like he was the he was he was the the four seed and proceeds to go strike, strike, strike to open it up. Oh, and in, Turkey. And in, and in, and in five pin, that, he has like 120 points <laughs> after like four frames. You're like, this guy's going to bowl like a thousand. I'm getting flashbacks here. Remember our wee bowling era? Oh, I do. When oh. all we cared about was wee bowling. That was on your big tube TV. Oh, I yeah. Loved wee bowling. Living in Belmead. Like moved all the furniture out of the way, yeah, and all we good. did was wee bowl. For you guys were like hours the first ones I knew with a wee too. Oh. We got it early. Remember our scam? Oh yeah, we were driving to the jaw, driving back from the jaw, driving yeah. back from the jaw one year, and we're talking about life and hustles, and you know how you do. We're like, you know what we should do? We should buy a bunch of shit and sell it, and then make a bunch of money. And we went to like a rural well, we knew wees were moving yeah. like crazy, so we're like, I for Christmas, you in Saskatchewan, they've still got some. We went to a superstore in the middle like of four, nowhere. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, sold them all off. And then rather than getting profit, we kept a Wii, then spent a shitload of money on games. <laughs> then I took a week off work one point because I was literally so into Wii bowling. It's all I cared about. Did you ever get to the point where you were just doing it with your hand sitting down? Oh, no, no. Oh, you were oh. Full, full force? I, I still like, I, I felt like I had more control when I was. Me too. Plus, you're, you're reinforcing your technique. Yeah. Man, well, it's Wii exercise. was fun. The hell Wii was awesome. Our, where did our Wii go? It's somewhere. Probably threw it out the window. So back to your weekend bowling. How many games do you think you played in one night? Three? Yeah, we played three games. Three. Were your legs hurting the next day? No. No, I'm, You're uh, an athlete. I'm in peak physical fitness. Despite a broken spine. We went spine. bowling. My shoulder and, our, and elbow hurt. But this, I guess foot. that was 10 pin. But anyways, oh, I remember well, the next day, those, the my bowls? glutes from Sorry. doing all those squats. Yeah. Well, think about when you're bowling. You do 
a little squat every time, a little lunge. Yeah. Ten right? pins you play three. Because you got like a 20 pound <laughs> yeah. weight where five pin, it's just a feather you're throwing. Yeah. It, it was interesting to point. see everybody's approach too. Like Jay was just gunning it down Broadway. Smoke. Yeah. I was trying to do the I was trying to do the spin on it. So sometimes it was real embarrassing. <laughs> it can be. Triple gutter balls. Like it was just it it just happens, man. One time I went to Gateway Lanes. Like, I don't know, it was Great 19. Place. This is my this is, you won't enjoy 10 pin balling after this story. And there's like a whole bunch of people there. It was like a function of some variety. And I'm like, bowling, I'll show you kids how it's done. I put my finger into a bowling ball and it was like I hit a slug at the end of the hole. And whatever it was, like I just was like in that hole. And I was like, I'm not tempted bowling ever again. I don't know what if I put my finger through the center of the earth. I don't know what that was. That's disgusting. So now every time I go bowling, I'm like, and I don't want to put my finger too far into the hole. (laughs) You got to have short fingers like me. Mine Uh, don't make it to the ends. uh, And then I rock like an eight weight because I don't want to put my fingers all the way into people. Uh, Like, look at that man, daddy. He has no arm strength. Like we go like we're on a boys trip and we're 10 pin bowling our asses off. Yeah, we are. Right. And you're just. You're just finger banging all of these different balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, Louise. And then at the same time, you're like, order a wings, please. And like, <laughs> whatever, just eating the wings, wiping your face. Like, if you're putting blah. wings down the finger hole, that may just, have been what It's I just dawning on me how gross Tempin bowling actually is. Remember that time in Chicago we went to that hipster bowling lane? Yeah, it was great. In the middle of no, like in the middle of the business district in Chicago, they had a bowling alley. It was like a nightclub bowling. They had, a, yeah, they had the tunes going. Middle of the day. Video. Yeah, it was great. Damn. Great pregame. Luckily, I'd been training on the Wii for 15 years prior to that point and was a well-oiled bowling machine. <laughs> so then you bowled and then you guys probably spent an hour and a half, two hours there. Little gift exchange. Yeah. Little, little gift exchange. Little gift exchange. Uh, was just say, uh, it the, uh, Secret Santa or what kind? What is it? A Chinese gift exchange? I don't think where you can I was steal? not going to say. Can we say Chinese <laughs> gift exchange 15 seconds after you said finger banging balls? <laughs> I think. Sure. Why so not? That's the one where you get a gift and then the next person takes a gift and either before they open it or after they open it, they can decide whether or not they're going to take the one that was just presented. So yeah, before, they, yeah, yeah, they could steal your gift or head back into the pile and try and try your luck. Oh, so it's uh, so okay, yeah, yeah, because so you don't get to open it first and then decide. No, Jay had the very rare double steal against him. Oh, just like two. I got two really good gifts, and because I'm going on a trip here right away, and the and to they had the, each each gift had like a fun game to play with your crew that you're traveling with. And it just, it just set up so nicely. So I get the first one, it gets stolen. Then I get the second one, which was like a mirror image of that other gift, but just a different theme uh, because it was a husband and wife combo. Uh, so I picked it because it was wrapped the same. Yeah. Like, like so you knew it was this, so I'm like, it. it's gotta be similar. And so I pick it up and I'm sure as shit, I'm like, Yes. And then it got stolen by Jeffy. Ah, and so how 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 into the gift exchange was this? Did you only have like a couple left and you were home free with the second gift? Or was it like right uh, off the bat? Well, I got, so I got picked off in the first deal right off the bat by Dan. And then I got the new one and I held on to it for a while. And then Jeffy, because there was, there was Super Mario ornaments in it. Oh. Yeah. So he, he stole that from me and that was late. Uh, and then, oh yeah, I guess... Uh, I can tell you where I ended up with this. Sorry, Jared. This is, I'm not going to sewer. It's, it's not a sewer job. This gift was hilarious. So I get two of these <laughs> gifts. I was I, Every time I got a gift, I was like, yes, this is so good for my trip. I'm trying to make a case to everyone why they shouldn't take it from me. You're bringing it, too much attention. Because it means Bad so move. much. Well, this it's, it's all about salesmanship. Sometimes if you get a shitty gift, you have to try to pump it up and try to sell it. That's maybe it what people market. thought you were doing. No. Well, like right. Ryan Strom? No, no, no. I was trying to say like, no, I, I actually really like, I really want to keep this. If you have any respect for me, you will not steal this gift. Clearly, there's no respect. 
Stolen twice. <laughs> so then I've got, uh, so now I'm near the end. There's two gifts to pick from, Coombs and Jared's. And knowing Coombs a crazy cat, I'm, I'm like, I'm not picking his because who knows what the, well, I, in hindsight, seeing what I, when he put it there, I'm glad I didn't. And then I picked this beautifully wrapped gift. It's small package. They always say nice things come in small packages, but beautifully wrapped. And I open it up. It's got an Amazon sticker. I'm like, oh, someone orders on Amazon. This is like even better. I'm like, wow, this is like going to be a legitimate gift. And not that it wasn't, but I open it up and I'm looking. It's just this little box. Gift card. No, and it's I'm got this like, card. it shows like this like square plastic device. Bet you it's a human eyeball. And then you see a toilet. And it's like lit up. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm still trying to I'm like connect. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What was this the thing? budget for this thing? Six bucks? 25 bucks. Okay. Or 20 bucks. And I'm like, I'm still trying to connect. I'm like, so what? I'm like, what is this? Oh, you clip it onto your toilet bowl and it lights up your bathroom. The kids with love motion those. Sensor. <laughs> My kids have one. Look, you, can, you don't have to turn on the lights and blind yourself when you got to go piss anymore. Well, that's a genius. That's okay. And they glow different colors. <laughs> that's okay. And then you piss all over it, and then you have to touch if it. If I have kids. Yeah, you don't. So no, I was, was roaring uh, laughing. It, it, was, it was a fall from grace, okay? <laughs> I was roaring laughing. Hey, hold on. Those things are 25 bucks? I don't know. 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could have picked one, one up locally and still had money for something else. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, just, it was just because I was so excited for those two Shipping. gifts, I got lucky to be stolen from and get an equally as good gift to then end up with the toilet light at the end. It didn't matter what it was. Well, uh, I was still going to be disappointed. Everybody needs to know what this last thing was. Can you say what it was? This Coombs is present. The one that's oh, crazy. The it, was, uh, it was a pair of socks. And then uh, our friends yeah, a, from NRC, they sent us a bunch of like promotional stuff. Promotional you gave away stuff. free shit. You gave away something free from the office. <laughs> oh, my God. You gave <laughs> away NRC stuff. Yeah, you gave away an NRC. That's my brother's t-shirt. company, Chalmers. Cool. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not saying the, the shit's getting re gifted. Oh, yeah. So he re gifts a shirt. <laughs> That's good swag. And then he bought socks that I guarantee you. There's no way. Nowhere. There was no they're, way. They're probably under seven bucks. So poor <laughs> 20, Chris. $23 shipping. So poor Chris has to take that. And, and another kind of funny thing that happened uh, in the gift exchange. This is actually a funny topic, I guess. But uh, so Joe got back the same, like a, a different version of the same gift that she put into the into the the gift exchange. So she <laughs> she she actually put together a Moscow mule kit and then the gift she took was a Moscow mule kit. Smart. Jared, I wonder if he got one of them toilet light uppers. Have no. you ever taken your own gift? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Not I'm probably not going to open it up, but it might show up in next year's gift exchange. There's a, <laughs> Just kidding. I'll use it. There's a Sons of, of Anarchy spite. coffee cup from a couple years ago gift exchange in the drawer there still with a giant gun attached to yeah, it. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I got that with uh, a couple Cineplex Odeon gift cards. I got myself a little barrel. It's like a nice little barrel that you put a two six of whatever you want in it. It's got a little tap. Yeah. Mm. Nice. So I bought that gift. Oh, like knowing- you can pour drinks out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I bought cool. that gift and I'm like, I'm like, this is for bag milk. This is bag. And I kept saying, I'm like, this is your brum barrel. Yeah. This is, this could be your brum barrel. Shout so out. then he stole it to take it. I was like, yes. See, it's all a game. So I brought the winner though. I brought the Jenga, the drinking Jenga. Oh, geez. So we want to talk about the, the, the star of the show. Let's just do this after the break. Jared's doing his little helicopter finger there, which means either we're about to party or we got to take a break. I'll take a break and then we'll party during the break. Back after this, Real Life Podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, 
Maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumo jerky.com it shows up once a month deliver it as a gift if you like have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day sumo jerky.com follow them on instagram at sumo jerky for pictures of their meat or sign up for the service yourself sumo jerky.com once a month meat delivered right to your door it's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up my favorite day of the month is sumo jerky delivery day sumo jerky.com to get started sumo jerky we are on fire with the Christmas sales in the southern U.S. right now, Chalmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going good. Jerky really? business. Delicious. Also going well. It's a good gift, man. Christmas, like, 75% of your jerky sold at Christmas time. Because people are just like, what am I going to get my Uncle Phil? Like, I don't know this guy. He shows up, this, that. Maybe a toilet light? Yeah, well, sumo jerky, though, man. I'm telling See, you, that is the cool, move. Yeah, that's one of those cool gifts that you don't think about. And then it shows, you give it to somebody, they go, this is Different and it and comes throughout the year it. too yep. so you might not talk to uncle phil until next christmas but you've been in his heart and his mailbox the whole time that is cool so getting back to the christmas party bag milk so cam coomsey our boy my fave one of my favorite people on the internet is is cam lewis and one time we were upstairs talking like humans do and i asked him something about <laughs> his personal life or however he likes to live and he goes oh i'm not interested in humans i'm only interested in ai <laughs> for like romance and i was like okay whatever millennials <laughs> comes to the party with his girlfriend what was her name? Sorry, Ben. Tamana. Tamana. Very lovely. Lovely gal. And I'm sitting there watching her speak like a normal person. And like, you know, how you're never supposed to meet your heroes. Seeing Coom in a relationship with another human being really brought him down in my books. I thought Coom would show up with like a Japanese blow up pillow. And he'd be carrying it around, trying to slow dance with it on the <laughs> dance floor and shit like that. Nope. There he was with a real lady. And I was like, what's he like in real life? Oh, he's so sweet and nice. Like, Coom? Coom is sweet and nice. Really? Hey, you were grilling. Oh, yeah. You were probing in there. Oh, I love Coom. He's such a good guy. I think, though, that you were getting the highlight real version of Coom. Good. Oh, you got his best version, I think. I think so. I think that like. he was on his best behavior when you were asking him questions, and you missed out on the shitting selfies that he was sending out a little bit later. <laughs> well, he did leave and come back, and he was drinking a frappe yeah. from Starbucks. And I was like, where did you go? And he's like, Starbucks. I'm like, I well, know. There's I, only I, one reason you leave a nightclub. To go to Starbucks across the street. Well, I knew because he was sending photos to the guys in their group chat about him just sitting on the, can I say this? Oh, yeah. Sitting on the toilet. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is he doing this? Oh, oh, he went over to Starbucks to use use the facilities. facilities. And so (laughs) Coom comes back and he's sipping on like a nice (laughs) latte. And I'm like, Coom, what's up with that Starbucks in your hand? oh, I went over there to take a shit. Yeah. like (laughs) This guy's a non-apologetic. But he paid the toll. Well, well, exactly. You got to pay the cover charge. That's respect. Well, of, of using the their bathroom. Oh, I see. If going in there and not doing that, like I'd feel so guilty if I did that. Yeah, I feel like I'm committing a crime. Sure, you gotta buy. You're committing a crime if you go in bar. the pint bathroom. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> well, p- pint when it pint bathroom. Well, Any this bar is bathroom. every bar bathroom. This is bathroom. not a pint Once bathroom it's, thing. It's, it's a busy a night. Bar bathroom thing. Just that's a no fly zone. If you use the facilities in a nightclub. You've got something either like a serious condition going on, and it's yeah. fine. If it's yeah, it's, yeah it's you nine one one. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. All bets are off anything's game at that yeah. point but like man remember Stu Bendel telling the story about when he got slept in the nightclub was it Stu sleeping in the nightclub bathroom woke up 
He lived in Australia, our buddy, oh. and he woke up one night. He'd been in the nightclub, and he'd passed out, and he was on the stall in the nightclub, and the nightclub was completely shut. Like, Whoa, the fun. whole thing was closed. And the, yeah, it was, he was locked in. He was locked in. So he, like, had to leave during a fire escape. And I don't it set know if the it was alarm. him, though, but yeah. Was it Sam? Yeah, I can't remember. It doesn't Whoever matter who it was. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people, it's we're 14 story. listeners, don't know anybody involved. So, yeah, goes to the bathroom, passes out in the toilet, wakes up. The whole bar is shut, sets the alarm off, runs out of fire escape. Three weeks later, does it again. Passes out again because he's oh, working God. shifts or something. And he's like, at least I knew how to leave the second time. <laughs> he went back out the fire escape. Oh, so he's working at the bar. No, no, no. He oh. just like been working a long shift and then went to the bar at the end of the night to let off, you know, on Friday crazy. night or whatever. But uh, yeah, fell asleep twice in the nightclub toilet. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. Girls having to use nightclub toilets, I'd legitimately feel bad for them. Because if you, you think that the boys' room's gross, wheel into the girls' room. It's no better. It's uh, disgusting. Girls are gross. I don't want to think about it. They're gross. Don't want to think about it. Yeah, me neither. I want to talk about Jenga. How's that? Is that better than toilet humor? <laughs> I do like Jenga. Jared just gave us a thumbs up. He's like, man, none of this is making it to air. That's about enough of that. Oh, Did listen. you hear the real life podcast this week? It was just 45 minutes of the Yale fight song. <laughs> we'll do a side podcast called Shit Stories, and we'll oh. just tell all the fun ones of our friends that we probably shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Frick. We've got yeah, don't, frick. We, yeah, don't dare do. you say frick. <laughs> we, we we know some guys who have done some funny things. But I've shit uh, my pants at work before. Come on, it happened. Where? Not here. No old job. Oh yeah, had to chuck the undies out. It was bad. It was a whole thing. Oh I'm no, going bare balling in sweatpants, going back to my desk. Hold on, you went to work in sweatpants? Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, there's so many things yeah. going on here. Any questions? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Come on, man. Do I tell the story? Not not right now. The oh. one in the one in Lao. No, 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 the me. no, I don't got any stories Is like that. Husky? One of our one of uh, our buddies. Oh, yeah. that's a hard story to reproduce. Though. I've it's told long, that story to and people. I think people it's have long, already been, but you can. Hey, let's it's just the punt like when you when you get everyone there and get because it's all about the detail. Yeah. And then because when you describe the setting, but what if people don't? Yeah. If you have to do that, if you can visualize it yeah. and then you hear what happened. It's fucking hilarious. So I've tried to tell the story a few times and it just ended up being like, oh, I'm man, just so familiar. You had to be there with my buddy to the yeah, story. I'm so familiar with that husky that I can lay the I can lay That's the, the thing, land anyone, out. Yeah. Anyone who's from West Edmonton who's been to that husky in the West Ed. 170th Street. Oh, in, yeah. By it, you, you would know the setup of that. You, you, you won't even need any description. We could just quickly tell you. We'll do it. Uh, in a, I think that's enough. That's enough. Uh, okay. 14 yeah. listeners. Five <laughs> of them are in this room recording the show. Come on, man. Finish the shitting story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. number yeah, yeah, Nobody it's, it's a cliffhanger, folks. If, 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 <laughs> yeah, here, here, we'll put it this way. 15, we'll put it this yeah. way. We have to do a call to action after this on social media. But if they, if, mm. if, if, if some of our listeners want to hear it, let us know. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to ask them to send in their own stories. I'm oh, like, I'd like to no, see no, that. No, 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 no. Send in your poo stories. Why not? Milk. DM, DM not a bad idea. your own poo stories. This is a whole thing. But it's if you want to hear idea. this particular story and me try to properly describe it and execute it, because if I do a good job, it's funny. Uh, if I do a good I'll, job. I'll hold your hand along the way. Yeah. Um, you let us know and we will tell it. Jared, this one's called the crap episode. <laughs> so full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jenga and shit. Okay, well, Jenga. We got it. We got it. So it's the thing. We're still... We're doing two segments on the party. It was a fucking fun party. But Jenga came back. Jenga came back. I never thought Jenga would ever be part of my life ever again. Mini Jenga. Mini Jenga. Drinking Jenga. It had yes. little rules on each. Not each one, but sometimes you pull out one and it says drink two or the guy to the left drink two or, you know, make a rule. And, uh, well, especially in the first game, we played Jenga. Like, Chris, like, the first tile he pulls out says make a rule. He's like, okay. No one can talk. We're like, Jesus, this is a Christmas party. Why are you being so lame? But what proceeded to happen was the most intense game of Jenga because no one could talk. So you're like, 
everyone's making noises when it's teetering and like and everyone like you could just feel everything. It was the craziest thing. So it turned into like so that was just the first game, and then it just turned into getting like everyone got amped up their game and wait. We were like setting Jenga records. That second game probably went on for at least an hour. At least an hour. There was four of us. It was me, Chris, Jay, and Jared. And the level of competition. Oh. How does in a busy bar like that, nobody bump the table? That's, we had human shield buffers. Oh, yeah. Because it was that intense. Because people people that were with us watching were realizing how crazy it was getting. Like we were almost to a point where you couldn't take a block. There was no more blocks you could you take know, out at the, at the place what? that I was at when I showed up, I saw you guys playing Jenga there. Yeah. I'm shocked. I didn't just kick that table as hard as I I'm could. I'm surprised you didn't do yeah, it. <laughs> I almost got into a fight That's for type of standing shit that just in the bar. Me crazy. These guys have half the bar roped off for Jenga <laughs> and I'm by myself in these mean streets like, four hours later. Like you need the hands <laughs> of a surgeon to have played the we're game old, we had. Man. No, you're what? We don't both. We're getting old. It's Jenga and bars, bowling on boys trips. What have you yeah. met a millennial? This is like we're de-aging and we're fitting no, in. No, no. Bowling <laughs> oh, on boys trips is just kind of some filler activity during the day, man. Then we go crazy at night. So who who was the winner? Like, yeah, it's you said a, you don't So Jenga is not about winning. It's about not losing. Because yeah. one person knocks down the pile. Who was the best? That's all I want to know. Well, there was three. Of, there was. So wait, what, it's, I don't know. Bag milk was good. <laughs> Yeah. Chris, the intern was surprisingly good. This guy's good he's at everything. Had, he's bowling still had the hot hand after bowling. Oh, yeah, he was feeling. Evan, the intern, was on the outside looking in, talking mad fucking shit. Very confident, confident, trying to fuck with everyone, whispering, trying to be a heckler, and just talking about how he was going to bring it. He came and played, and he was the one that knocked it down in his round. Yeah, he sucked. We didn't even go that far. Evan's terrible. Yeah, so it was the best game was bag milk, Jared, Chris, and myself. It got intense. It got so intense. That's what I was saying. Like, I love the competitive spirit at the nation because nobody wants to knock that fucking thing down. This is why I didn't want to watch that game and play catchphrase. The competitive spirit. I understand what he's getting, where he's mm. coming from. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was oh, the final bowling group. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. You guys really nailed the four best athletes. Uh, and <laughs> Competitive day. Well, Somewhat you, athletes. You need to be athletic for Jenga. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, you just have to be steady. And after a couple, you start to get less steady. Well, and just the looks on everybody's faces, nobody wanted to lose. Everybody was so dead set on not fucking knocking the thing over that it just, it was, it was hilariously intense with no reason to be. But what amazed me, it was everyone else was buying into the energy. Like we had so many people watching us because they thought it was so, because it was getting that crazy. We have to post a photo of the, uh, the Jenga tower that we created. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I put it on my Instagram because it needed to be memorialized oh, yeah. forever. So, anyways, I, I, sorry, I, I had to so mention. You want to talk football? To, yet? I had to mention Jenga. <laughs> you want to talk college football? No, man, I got into the Jenga podcasting game for a reason. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to talk about. Spectator Jenga Nation is going to be the next site in the network, and it is going to be huge, huge, huge. So I'm going to be. I'm going to keep trying to bring this back, but I think we got to keep it 100. You're not going to tell the story. What story? The pooing one. Oh, this is the time where we now tell everyone how we're keeping it 100. Should we drop best and worst, which we never do anyways, and just do a keep it 100 rant, each of us? I like that. Oh, just do a rant? Well, everybody gets to keep it 100 and have a rant, rather than a best and worst, just something that you're livid about. I'm telling you right now. I'm down with that. If I'm going to keep it 100, for the last six episodes, I have on my laptop taped on white paper so I can see it for every time we record <laughs> the term Irish butter. I saw uh, yes. that. I was wondering to why you had that. remind me to say it. And and if I'm keeping a 100, I keep fucking forgetting to say it and use it because it had its day. And it, you know, if I kept at day. it, 
it could have stuck. And so if I'm keeping 100, I'm just disappointed in myself. You know, who's really disappointed in you is the Irish dairy industry who was hoping <laughs> that Irish butter would go viral and they would move some units at Christmas. That real life bump, they call it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, though, if you do get the chance to have Irish butter, you will notice it is far superior to any butter you have ever had in your life. That's just keeping it 100. That's, that, is, that is keeping it 100. Chalmers, you got anything you want to rant about? Uh... Well, does it, it should be good, right? It should be good. Okay, so oh, if anyway. I'm keeping it 100, I think every single person in Edmonton next year should try and buy tickets to the Teddy Bear Toss at the Oil Kings game. I went with my kids and my wife, and it was awesome. And it was so much fun. We So you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after the very first goal at the Oil Kings score, everybody throws a teddy bear that they have brought in onto the ice. Mm-hmm. And if you don't buy one before you get to the game, you can buy them there. And, and then the, all goes, the guy who scores the goal gets all the bears? Uh yeah, yeah, okay. fifteen thousand bears. Here. Sure, sure, lucky sure. guy. And they just got to so sell them all were. on Kijiji. I think it was between sure. yeah, I don't know, fifteen to eighteen thousand. I heard it on the news, but I wasn't paying attention. But anyways, it was so much fun for the kids. The worst part about it was that all these people brought big, huge bears that they would mm-hmm. sit on their laps, and it was a, it was like as much of a sellout as I've ever seen for an Oak Kings game. And uh, they didn't score until like midway or something through the second period. Uh, so all these people are sitting there through the whole first yeah. the, and every goal, every shot, we're just more and more anxious. And then finally it happens on a goal that we weren't totally sure it wasn't going to get called back. Oh, like it was, shit. Yeah, it was a mess. The guys, people were laying on the goalie. And I think people just <laughs> started throwing the bears and they were just like, them. okay, whatever. It's a goal. <laughs> Let's just get to And so then the uh, Kamloops Blazers, they go to their dressing room because this is like now a 25 to 30 minute ordeal, yeah. right? There's bears coming from the second row. They're nailing you in the head. Yeah, like if you're seeing lower ball, oh. which I did for the first time, BTW bag milk. Oh, yeah. You're getting pegged with. Yeah. We this were, one had an eye. We were lucky. We were like row eight, so we could get it to the ice, but we were also getting all the ones from above. So we were getting nailed in Not the head. War zone. So, yeah. And our the kids the were boys loving, loving it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were loving it. But then you can get to a point where you're staring up and like you can see them and you can start to tell where they're going to go. And you, it's awesome. It's like a T-shirt cannon and they're just keep shooting bears at you. It was awesome. What and happens then, if they don't score? So they do it at the end of the game. Oh, okay. I had sat about halfway through the thing. Yeah. That'd so lame. Yeah. Who'd so, you ask? Uh, the coach. Some, there are some intense Oil Kings fans at Oil Kings games. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just asked one of them. Fair enough. And uh, but they really crammed a lot into that game. They had uh, like all every intermission, a lot like two different events. They had a chuck a puck at the end of the game. They had the teddy bear toss. I bought some chuck a pucks, and man, we were getting tired. We just <laughs> so we didn't stay for that one. Which oh, jeez, because well, you've you won just one. Called me. Well, yeah, the I ringer. Know. And all I could think about was like, and so I was even, I came up with a whole strategy. I'm like, I'm going to be one of the last people to throw the puck. I'm going to watch where they're landing in front of me. Clutters that clutters your lane, man. Yeah. But you put yours right in the center because you figured out where you want to throw. There's guard rocks. You know, things are coming out of the way. They're knocking yours out of the way. I don't know. I thought being in the last three quarters of the box. You have to throw high sauce. So it comes in and doesn't have much of a. Like doesn't need much runway because yeah, yeah if you're if you, you you need a little bit of a lane, but you need that lane. Well, that's true. Unless hey. you're planning to bounce pucks off of other pucks, but Daddy don't play like that. I go straight for the bullseye. Jay yeah, does yeah. A, t- a speaking circuit where he goes and advises people on chucking <laughs> Chuck pucks puck? because he is a gun puck chucker. I'm proud of you. He won one at um, in Moose Jaw on New Year's Eve last year. Yeah, and I yeah. thought I was going to win, and then he came over the top at the last second. And stuck it, and then he got a Noah Gregor jersey. And Signed. Game worn. 
Game worn, game stank, and then proceeded to wear it all night, which all was night. respectful. Reeked, reeked yeah. like hockey. Reeked. Well, that's good. So, anyways, I'll keep it at one hundred. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just try to. I want to yeah, conclude no, 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 this because no. we can go into the other ones. But the teddy bear toss, it's amazing. There and the, all the players lay in the bears and take pictures, and they all help collect them. They're all on the ice as if they had like won a Stanley Cup or something, and they're just like taking pictures with the biggest bears. Anyways, it's a ton of fun. It's a great cause. You should go to it next year. Wow. What, was, so, what was the cause? Sorry. Santa's that, Anonymous. That, that, that all sounded... the bears go. So they sell all the bears and all the money in selling the bears goes to Santa's Anonymous. This sounds and if you like buy a it, sponsored Keep It 100 here, Chalmers. I Do you nothing. work for the Did Oil you? Kings? No, yeah. no, no, no. No, buddy. I was just so like, it was just a, such a well put on event. And like the, like the fact that you could buy bears there and that money went to Santa's Anonymous and then you threw the bear on and that went to Santa's Anonymous. It's just smart. Double charity. That's what yeah. that is, Wanya. My family goes and does like a thing at Santa's Anonymous. I don't know. It's cool. They like it. It's, well, it's big. you just... We are well, so terrible. This is very Christmassy. And to keep, mm. if I'm keeping a 100, I've been listening all day to the Cascade uh, Christmas album he just released on Spotify and Apple Music. All, all like all the classics, but like in electronica. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. nice. It's Cascade. nice fusion. It's nice fusion. Shout I remember that cascade, right? Yes. Yeah. Cascade All right. With yeah, Dead Five. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands, where prairie grown rye meets mountain spring water, where we pull dragons from the ground, and we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. Righan Distilleries, our best friends on earth, makers of Brum, makers of Nation Vodka. If you are sitting back and saying to yourself, I don't want to buy somebody beef jerky for Christmas, or I want to buy them beef jerky for Christmas, but they need something to wash it down with, go to RighanDistilleries.com. Front landing page, Nation Vodka, cool bottle. Buy yourself one of those. Buy one for someone you love. Buy one for someone you hate. Buy one for someone who's at the pint at midnight and missing a tooth. That's our friends at Rig Hand Distillery. You, anybody can drink that stuff. Imagine they had vodka toss night at Oil King James. Yeesh. Have to be plastic bottles. That might make a mess. Hand grenade night. Hand grenade. Yeah. Well, people are having fun, too, with the uh, the brum element of the wind casts I'm doing after Oilers wins. Hmm. Well, now but that you got this beautiful barrel. Beautiful barrel. Beautiful bottle. Oh, love They're the both going to be displayed for the next win that's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, Ooh, people are having confidence. Food. Is it a yeah. shot of brum? Just one shot? One I else? just make myself a little brumsky. Yeah. A little brum. So do you have to drink on times you don't want to drink? Yes. But that's a good thing? Yeah, I mean, sometimes one it just rum. clears it up. Does it yeah. ever start you up for something you didn't expect? Uh, like last night, I had a hard time going to bed because I left Roger's place, went home to do the brum cast, and I was just fired up after I had a drink. I didn't want to go to bed. So that can happen. I was Like if somebody would have texted me at that moment and said, we're going out, I'm out. And we're rolled <laughs> in here today stanking like booze. Those are the risks. Bag Milk, you want to keep anything 100? Yeah, you know what? If I'm keeping it 100, I'm going to go ahead and give the Oilers a little bit of credit for improving their in-game experience. Mm-hmm. Last night was my first game of the year at Rogers Place. No crowd shots during the play or uh, in between plays. They were doing little Photoshop videos. They were doing uh, highlight packs. They yep. were doing a lot more actual stuff to keep people engaged in between games. And I just want to give them a little, a little bit of appreciation because we've shit on them mm-hmm. countless times for their in-game presentation. So I think that they also deserve a little bit of credit 
for trying to improve things. And if I'm keeping it 100, I am all in on Hunter. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. Hunter, in my section, Jesperson's doing his t-shirt toss thing. A big roar comes out in my section. He kind of like looks around a little bit. He wasn't doing anything. What was actually going on was Hunter jumped up onto the hand railing near the glass and walked yeah. up all we the way to the top of the stairs. Other, Man, this cat's got skills. <laughs> And yeah. I am all about Hunter. If I'm keeping it 100, I'm happy with the Oilers trying to improve it. There's still some room for improvement. I like the marching band. I'm into it. You don't like it. And you don't like music. <laughs> if I'm keeping it 100, Hunter has very much grown on me since the terrifying cat that I first saw when he was unveiled a couple of years ago. Yeah, those eyes are piercing. But he, the guy in the Hunter suit, assuming it's not actually a real life cat that learned to walk on its hind legs, does a masterful job. Yeah, he does a great job. Like, he like, just goes and sits in the middle of the row with people. Like he's he's... Went to mascot school and graduated yeah. cum laude. And you've yeah. talked about it before as well. Kids love Hunter. Love Hunter. Like there's this little girl that was so excited that he stopped on the stairs to take a picture with her. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all I'm about. I'm going to give Hunter some credit. Yeah. First of all, that rail walk. Kudos to you, my friend. I was a mascot in high school. I know what those shoes feel like. You're walking up a handrail? Get the fuck out of here. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. One from one mascot to another. Now, just, just, just hit pause on the old word box there. You were a mascot in high school? That's right. What type of animal were you? Yeah. What's a high school? Can we guess? Edmonton. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, never Small mind. town north of the city. It was a wolf. Oh. On you. And Did you have to actually, be on all fours? Yes, but that was for a different reason. I'm, I'm, also, Boom. I'm also a furry. Oh. I was gonna, I was gonna say, <laughs> no, so like, yeah, so I was the mascot. I went into the competition. I did it as a joke. I pulled off the worm in the mascot costume, and then I won. Then I got to miss some school to go hang out with the varsity volleyball team. Female? Both. Okay. There you go. Okay. The wolf was open to any Were you a crowd hungry, hungry like the wolf? <laughs> That's right. I got suspended as the mascot because oh. I pulled my tail between my legs and I'd hump stuff. Ah, classic, classic maneuver. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you became the mascot, did you have to like come up with new things? You can't just live on the wolf or the the worm. No, I also had a pot and a spoon. Yeah, that was my go-to. I'd go into the it? other team's huddles and I'd pot and spoon. Mm. Oh, they don't like that. Oh yeah, it's a good Shit mascot. That's good. Exactly. It's good mascot. Got it. Got to mix you got it up. It, yeah, you got to be. You ever see? Of- yeah, hunter at events like for mascots and former <laughs> yes, mascots. Yes, we uh, we all get together once a year. <laughs> put out this nice charcuterie board. Like we all Avenger. enjoy ourselves. Play Jenga. Yes, yeah. you guys aren't allowed to take your helmets, your hats off. So <laughs> yeah, you, no, everybody can't, can't eat the, actually the, the fourth food. wall. <laughs> they just comically stuff <laughs> yeah. it into their mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirts and yeah. shorts, but everybody's got the head on. It's nice. <laughs> Black tie affair. Well, if I'm going to keep it 100, I hope so badly that there is a battle of Alberta in the playoffs. Oh, like when's the last time we're trying to think of this last night? 89 was the last battle of Alberta, right? Oh, I, I don't it. know. There might have been one in the early 90s. Was there? I was trying it to think if there was, though. I, I honestly think it was the Steve Smith year. Which would know. be 30 years ago. Yeah, fuck. Right. But between Lucic punching Smith in the head last year and then the last battle of Alberta game being 100 and last night's game was very entertaining. Like I was surrounded by Flames fans and it was all very amicable and everyone's chummy, but it was like good to go back and forth with these guys. Like it is and gals. It is fun if the Battle of Alberta returns. Well, what you're saying is like when we went down to Calgary, the Oilers had that first 40 minutes was lights out good. Mm. We were chirping Flames fans as you do. Of course. But I then when it. the tables turned, we got it piled on yeah. even more so as we're leaving. Man, it was all in good fun. Everybody's having a everybody's having a great time. Everyone There's no had malicious full intent. It's okay. To receive it from time to time, provided you can dish it as well. 
but you know, so the thought of a Battle of Alberta playoff series is very stressful to me. Sure. But it's a good kind of stress in the sense of like, like the playoffs are already stressful, but like that's an adds another, another element just for the sheer fact of like, you've got to fucking win that series because you've got a bullet in your gun for the next 12 months over everyone from Calgary. When Absolutely. You beat them. Uh, last be... time Monier was 91. Oh, 91. 91. Okay, so that was. Yeah. Okay. So the year after the cup. Yeah. Huh? So that was in the first round. Flames huh. defeated. Uh, da, 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 da. No, that was going back. Yeah. Last time was 91. Who won For, that one? Uh, Flames. Flames they did. won the cup in 91, didn't they? No. Oh, I won the cup in 89. 89. Uh, looks like the Flames one was that the one. Pittsburgh Penguinos. Oh, you guys are good. Sorry, Bagmo. No. Calgary won? I was a little looks like fan. It. Bastards. And I'm going through Wikipedia. We know it was last year they won it with just Messes, Captain. Yeah, 90. It's not like I'm asking Bag Milk a question live on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but Please not... ask, have a secondary conversation, no, Charles. Yeah. What was the question you were asking? <laughs> I'll answer right off the top of my head. What was the answer? What was the question? Texas. <laughs> it was Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I think that as we're coming out of the decade of darkness and we're trying to rebuild our morale and our esteem as Oilers fans and stuff like that, certainly Connor leading the league doesn't hurt, but a Battle of Alberta playoff series would bring so many people back on board oh, the yeah. bandwagon. It would oh, be yeah. amazing. Need yeah. at least one more before they go to Houston, right? That's right. <laughs> Thank you. So that's me keeping it 100. I hope that the Battle of Alberta comes back and they, you know, the, the fire gets reignited and the mayor of Red Deer has to decide which side oh, to be yeah. on Ooh. and all that bullshit. Switzerland. I have been to both Battle of Alberta's thus far this year, yes. and I feel as though, and Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, more Oilers fans collectively at both games than Flames fans. I felt like it was at least 50-50 in Calgary, mm-hmm. and last night there was not as many Flames fans at Rogers Place as I would have expected. It's because people from Calgary just have their noses up, and they just think they're too good for Edmonton, and, and plus, you know what, it also proves that, like, Really, how many Flames fans are there? Not enough. Not very many. Like actually. Ross Creek. Yeah. To like assemble. Which, he's actually an Oilers fan. Let's let's be honest. Is he? Nobody talks about another team that much without enjoying their ice content, if you know what I'm saying. That's my theory. That's a fair statement. He can go ahead and say, no, I'm just critical of the Oilers. No, bro. You listen to all our talk radio. You tweet about them 50 times a day. Yeah. You're an Oilers fan. Somebody hit me with a, like, it was like an infographic of all my words I'd said tweeting. Yeah, that's cool. I got one of those too. Someone tagged mine's me. In a, one? Mine's of a bummer though. Why? I complain a lot. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> mine's just gibberish. I was looking at it. I didn't really understand what it was. It's like a cloud based on like the more you use words, the bigger and smaller they get. It's pretty funny. But nothing negative. I say ye a lot, apparently. Oh, ye. Yeah. Oh, ye. I don't remember saying that though, but I there was uh, several beat variations in mine that was upsetting to me. <laughs> yeah. A lot of McDavid's. Nuge. Nuge was a big letter in mine. Oh, oh that's no. good. Is As it should be. Is Dan wearing pants? Uh, I don't actually know. Yes, he is. is yeah. He? he tweeted yesterday he's wearing pants, and I think he's wearing pants today. They're over 500. He has to be wearing pants. Otherwise, he's just modifying the rules of his own game. He's just a guy wearing shorts at that point. Yeah. 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 There's no rhyme or reason. So, three different people I saw at the game last night wearing shorts. This is what made me think of it. I was like, are people getting on board with Dan? No, it can't be Dan because they're over 500. It is four degrees outside and raining, so that is short weather. Oh, we're trapped in, in Riverdale. <laughs> no one's getting out of here alive. <laughs> no. 
No one's getting out of here alive. Bag milk. We got how much time we got? Said Don McLean. Oh, um, we might need to add some to that, depending how heated I get to, on what's supposed to be said here. We all had one thing written down we wanted to talk about. We haven't gotten to it yet, so let's do what right by our four. You list. know what Florida, I have written Florida on mine? Says Talbot, good guy, and that's it. Oh, that's good. It's good. Oh, I, think I he also drew drew boobs. If I'm looking top right. The, well, there. I started drawing eyes. I don't know. And I got keep 100 and then boobs. And well, boobs. if I'm going to keep 100. Boobs are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, hey, fair enough. So Andrew Ferentz did an interview. That's right. With Friedman. He was on the 31 Thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. It's a fine podcast, Wanya. Mm. How to listen to podcasts. Soon to be 32 <laughs> Thoughts, I believe. Yeah, so 32 we Thoughts. found another thought. You have to grind that last thought out. It's going to take a minute. Talk to me. So he goes into, obviously, if we... No, I thought it was important when I was listening to this to remember the context in which Andrew Ferentz was an oiler. These were dark days. There was no happiness in the Aikens era. And uh, so I wasn't expecting him to be complimentary, let's say. But uh, he was taking shots at guys without naming names, if you know what I'm saying, Wanya. Hit me with some quotes. Okay, let me find something that's inspiring for you. He talks a little bit about Lucic. Uh, I'll just go over that real quick. He talks about Lucic, the pressure of being a big ticket guy, how that's affecting him and how it must be rattling the guy that... He's going from a prominent role on a team like the Bruins to a third-line role with the Oilers and how that's a mindfuck for a guy as he gets older. But the interesting stuff that he was talking about came more about the culture. Uh, the culture of the team, the culture of the players around the team, and this is where I get, uh, and the media specifically. I think the quickness of radio and newspaper or fans to jump in and attack their own guys in Edmonton is horrible. I remember Jeff Petrie or Justin Schultz getting raked over the coals and nobody ever coming to defend them. Then the team trades them when their value has been beaten down for months on end and then moving them for nothing. It's not just for those guys, but it's for the other guys on the team. You're looking at that and saying, woof, they don't have his back. Are they going to have mine when it's my turn to be the whipping boy? Chalmers, your thoughts? (laughs) Well, yeah, I hadn't heard anything about this, but... He's actually naming names, eh? Like he says that about Lucic, he names. Uh, yeah, he he's actually oh, complimentary on Lucic. Yeah. He's he's okay talking about how he's just. So kinda, he's not wrong, to be honest with you. He's not wrong about any of this, as far no. as I'm concerned. But it's just it was interesting to kind of hear his take on it because that was a really dark era. Yeah. Of you know the Oilers' time. Yeah. Uh, so so when, who do you think he's naming so, without naming names? Do you want to guess? Because I've got answers. Oh, oh I want to guess at who's at who wasn't coming to their backs. Yeah, or just uh, problems coming with the organization. To their like, so, well, that's what you said. Coming, coming to, to their, his coming era? to have their back. This is specific to his time with us. Yeah, specific to his time in Edmonton. What can I just Taylor safely Hall. assume Taylor Hall? Well, I mean, he talks about uh, players with love of toe drags. <laughs> take that as you will. So, 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 so sorry, they're saying without saying that Taylor Hall defended nobody. Right. And he, and as a leader of the team, he should have come have these players' backs when they were getting raked over the coals by the Shouldn't media. Shouldn't he have had all the players' backs as the captain with a big Bruins tattoo in his bicep? Uh, he talks about the need to win. And I think the most frustrating part for me as a player was when I went there straight from Boston and where in Boston, talk is cheap. Dallas Aikens is a fantastic coach, and there's another whipping boy that got dragged over the coals. He was a fantastic coach and guy that was dealt a pure crap hand in a team that would... That wouldn't actually listen. You had a group of players that talked about how they wanted to make the playoffs and talked about how sick they were of losing. But then by game three, after losing 6-1, they'd go straight out to the bar until three in the morning, lighten up the nightlife in Edmonton. Like, come on, give me a break. At that point, it was ridiculous. So weren't Dallas Aikens and 
Andrew Ferentz were like workout buddies. Then they'd go and cycling do like triathlons buddies. together, cycling buddies. So of course he's going to have his back. I don't think he was a great coach. I don't think anybody would say that he was a great coach unless you were a cycling buddy of his. But isn't it also the coaches? Like, I don't know. Whose job is it to get these young players not to go to the bar when they lose 6-1? The lifestyle was way more important than playing the game and making the playoffs. Like I said, they'd say it, but talk is cheap. Even in practice, you, I came from a group where you're practicing against guys like Bergeron and Chara, and you're going against each other with in-game intensity. And That's how we got better. That's how you become a playoff contender, and that's how you become a champion. You try to instill some of those values. We had other guys that had been on playoff teams as well, and they had the same frustrations as I did. They'd come into practice hard, and there's a group of guys that were too cool to try hard, and they even had derogatory terms for trying too hard in practice. That's the culture right there. That is Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall for sure had derogatory terms for people who tried hard. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. You come, in as a, you come in as an older guy, but far from being one of the better players on the team. So you can be a leader from experience, but not a game changer. Your voice only goes so far with people who only respect how good your toe drag is or whether or not you're out there partying. Your voice doesn't carry much weight with the people who don't put value on those aspects that I was bringing in from Boston or that Dallas was trying to install in the team. So Taylor Hall was a leader of a little crew. We have to assume that unfortunately our little boy Nuge was in it. Nope. Nope. How do we not how do we not think that? Nuge doesn't go never, out. Nuge doesn't go out. Everly? Ever. Everly, well, yeah. Of course. Or Everly's a the crew. They're tied to the hip. But I don't see Everly being the kind of guy that would like lead the pack. I see him being like third man in giggling type guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think the Ferrance is wrong. Right. No, I think he's quite accurate. And it's my issue with Andrew Ferrance, it is a shame, but you know, when you bring in, you know, <laughs> Ryan Whitney to me is the poison that made all this happen. You bring that guy in with his sassy attitude and he came in here and corrupted all these kids. I think it is a failure of culture, right? It, we've heard stories about Hall. We know that they love to be on the town. I saw them most of the nights. I was out of the town too. But what drives me nuts was in 2015, the National Post said that among NHL players, Edmonton was rated as the worst place in the league to play. Remember that? Yeah. Not a single oiler came out in defense of the city or defense of the team. Mm-hmm. And Ference was the captain. And when you got a national publication slagging your team, you have an obligation, I think, to respond. So when he's saying, like, nobody stood up for each other and blah, 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 blah. In my mind, that was like, if Andrew Ference had come out when that newspaper article came out and said, this is the best place to play, even if he's lying. But in 2015, I think Ference was on... Ference Island, wasn't he? I think he might have been on the peninsula. Yeah, he's already point. been like boxed out, so he's probably just mad at the organization. Oh, well, fair enough. I, I just, mean, I, I, the, I, the, I, the organization was a toxic cesspool. I don't necessarily know that it's moved that far uh, away well, from it since then. Right? Like, you have to think management knows that that's happening because do they? Your, well, your captain's probably going to re- if if it's consistent, your captain's going to go and relay that information, or your veterans are going to relay that information. And so, if he's saying him and other vets are coming in and saying and feeling the same things that information must be known to some, to someone or, or, or flow up and clearly nothing was being done about it. But it wasn't only frustrating, but it also pissed me off to waste years of your NHL career. You never get those back and you see a coach like Dallas get treated unfairly as well. Was he perfect? No, he'd be the first to admit that he'd do some of those things differently, but taking the blame for everything that went on, what are you supposed to do with a culture like that? 
going on a little bit about uh, just the overall vibe of Edmonton. Being from Edmonton and I grew up in Sherwood Park, I've seen it a million times. There's always a sacrificial lamb on the team that just gets roasted by radio guys and newspaper guys and then the fans just pile on. What about us? We roasted them too. Andrew, geez, Louise, not even so a was there not like So was there not a contingent not a of veterans? Like this is what happens when you have a team full of young kids. Like you can't expect them to know the, like they just came from juniors where they were the best players on their team. Yeah. They're playing world juniors where they're the best players on their team and they come here and you're expecting them to act like pros right out of the gate or you're, even a well, couple of years Well, your veterans in? are supposed to mold them. So who are the veterans? veterans? Bloody so Ryan Whitney. Vet- Ryan Whitney was the guy so running the whole dressing room when these kids started out. And Andrew Ference, uh, I don't know, man. That sucks. For sure. But I think that like, it's funny because like the thing on Ryan Whitney is like, like obviously if you listen to Spit and Chick, it's like players love him. But I think they love him because he's like the party guy, yeah. good guy. And so that kind of builds a bigger culture of that stuff and not. Yeah. He's so the snide talking kid at the back of the class who's always got a joke, right? It's really tough to play there when things are going are not going well and be the center of so much negativity. I don't care who you are. The negativity gets to you and it usually doesn't help you out at all. Oh, I would fully agree with that. I think that the counterpoint to all this, though, is that it's astounding to me. People have stuck with this team as long as they have. I don't think when you're talking about the sacrificial lamb, he's not wrong. I mean, look at Petrie. Yeah, there's no reason to trade him. Ran out of town. Schultz, we pushed into a position he was not ready to be in and then shit on him for not being able to perform. When Mac T's saying that he's going to be a Norris candidate and then Mac T's saying about Dubnik, if you have to ask the question and then I think for sure that that the boys in the bus are immune to all criticism. Yeah, but they're quasi scared and that's why they'll throw a Jeff Petrie into the bus and run him out of town when fans get mad at them. Yeah. But they aren't looking within to actually change the culture. So when Taylor Hall or whoever's being corrupted by whomever, maybe it isn't Whitney, but just Yeah. It is. <laughs> and <laughs> well, it, well, it it be he'd be a part a part of that team. Like Taylor Hall's also just as guilty. For sure, but and if he doesn't have like, if, if Taylor Hall's original mentor in the NHL is is um the guy went to Winnipeg afterwards, our boy. Hendricks. Yeah. If Hendricks is his initial mentor, he's going to be thinking one way. And we remember that story. Yeah. Right? So I don't think that necessarily fair to saying anything here that's like wrong. I wonder what he would say, what you should be cheering for as an Oiler fan for 10 years of not making the playoffs. The fact that people are getting together to diss whoever's on the team is astounding when they could have done a Chalmers and started watching East Texas football or whatever the hell most people did. Love East the, most, the most frustrating thing is it just it just should never have happened ever. Like that's like how does how does a team allow itself to yeah. be like that? Like you look at these winning, like longtime winning organizations, and it is they get their players to put in the work. Yeah. They get them to buy in. So why is it different here where the tail wags the dog? Yeah. Because and, I think you've got a group of uh, executives running this team with zero accountability. Well, and, and it, that part where he talks about guys uh, making fun of dudes who work too hard in practice. That drives me nuts. Where's Dallas Aikens to be accepting of people slacking off in practice? Oh, exactly. Why bench wasn't him. Taylor Hall benched ever in yeah, his career? Healthy scratch him. Like, you got you to gotta set exactly. the... Exactly. You got to... You got to set the tone there. Like you, you see people that are late for a team. Could you imagine the uproar that would happen like, in the media if he benched Taylor Hall? No, I think it would have sent a message. That? But you got to say why, or don't well, say it, don't everybody. Say why. You lose. Then you in lose. The then you lose no, the cool guy in the room, no, and then you lose no, five remember, other guys. Remember when Dallas benched Sagan? Dallas bench was up in the press box in his rookie year because he That's missed Boston. Boston bench. Yeah, oh, sorry, Bo- sorry, 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 sorry. Boston bench again. I can't remember why. It was like he missed the team. He missed a practice or yeah. a meeting or something. 
Accountability means if you walk in and you're the coach and you see a room full of little shits, you got to break them up. Do you think Hitchcock would put up with that shit? Well, that's what I was just going to say. There's no fucking way Hitchcock would allow that. Yeah. Well, and the good news is, is since all this is now Connor McDavid is now leading our team. And he's not making fun of people for trying hard. And he's not. No, he's trying hard to be trying harder than anyone. Yeah. So he's going in, putting in the work. Hopefully that becomes addictive. You You surround him with some good leadership veterans that can help kind of push that culture. But like Connor's going to stand for that. Like, just like we always said, he would have signed off on the Taylor Hall trade. He knew Taylor Hall is bad on your team. Yeah. He's a talented hockey player. Yeah, very he's talented. He's a bad character on the team. Yeah. I've also heard that Nuge knew as well. He's got a little tip that well, of when course, this was Nuge, going Nuge on. Nuge know everything. Fucking the Nuge is playing so well. And it's just like it's Nuge is quiet, right? And hopefully people like he, but he leads by example. Like that guy is working his ass off on both ends of the rink. And it's so awesome to see, like, we've got him and Connor, and hopefully now, like, Dry is showing a little bit of that. You know, like, it, it, we're starting to get a little bit of momentum here, and I think the the Hitchcock effect is also adding to that. Like, we won a one nothing game last night, second time in a against, week against like the hottest team in the NHL. That team which drives me goals. nuts to say about that. Less than a week ago. Last thing I want to bring up is he talks about the media coverage in Edmonton, uh, which one I kind of thought is funny. Tried like, like a Rod got. A free pass in New York when he played there. But anyway, he's like, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, that aspect of feeling scared to make a mistake and be the whipping boy rather than being bold and taking your chances and having the confidence to try play. I think that some guys might get into that role of just being scared to be the whipping boy. I don't know if that makes sense. Your urge to win and be bold is less than your urge to not be the whipping boy or stand out in a negative light. So I think that is one aspect. I think the quickness that radio or newspaper or fans jump and attack their own guys is absolutely horrible. I think that quickness to defend players within the organization is horrible. I don't think he's wrong. I can agree with it as well. I like Ferentz for the record, right? I think he's like a good dude, eco-warrior. Yeah, great. Goes and supports things, does a lot of good stuff. Doing a post-mortem as to why we missed the playoffs for 10 years, I think, is like painful to listen to, but sure. He's actually putting it in a better perspective than oh, a lot sure. of people have. For well, sure. The, the issue with, and this is Canadian teams, right? And it's because we love the game so much. And we know every, the game. Every, everyone's an armchair GM. But when you make the playoffs one year in no, no, 11. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know. So like, as armchair, we are going to dissect the team and we are going to have a whipping boy. Sure. Like, that just that just kind of happens and that's just the nature of the beast of being a Canadian market. Yeah. I bet you in major NFL markets, the fans are oh, shitting Philadelphia, on Philadelphia, Chicago, yeah. those they're, places. They're, they're, they're crazy. shitting on one player for that because they, they live oh. and die by their team. I just think that to come in here, you know, three years later and dig up shit that doesn't have anything to do with where we're at now is, come on, man. That's true. It's, it's unnecessary, but it... it it, it it is valid to note that it it it's probably all right. Yeah, sure. but and so so we're through we're through the sporting side of it. We're through the hockey side of it, where the guys on the team aren't acting like this anymore. But we still have the same media people in the city, yep. and if they don't hear this kind of thing, they will never change. And maybe they're too old to change. And I don't know. Maybe that's why he's doing it. Uh, who knows? Maybe I he's get trying to get news. it off his back. Because maybe his career. I mean, his career ended here, right? Like. He probably thinks a lot about that, and he probably thinks that it could have been. I mean, he says in the piece, doesn't he? Say, I could have had a longer career. Or this is, I knew this was the end of it. Well, and, he wasted uh, wasted some years of his NHL career. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. But I think burying the decade of darkness. The reality is, not a single player except the Nuge is still here from those days. 
longest serving oiler, right? which is crazy. Everyone else I is know. gone. Because it feels like he's been here for three years. He's a years. Teflon Don. Nuge is great. Nothing Isn't it nuts that me. he's the longest serving oiler, though? Like, if you look at those original Hope posters that we all saw back in the day, yeah. the last man standing, the dude has been around 100 years and he still just turned 25 this year. Yeah. I So I think, number one, all the people they're talking about are gone. Number two, Connor, as you mentioned, Jay, is now in. There's a different regime going on. They've had eight coaches in 10 years. So that shows a propensity to throw the coach under the bus and rather than blaming the program. But with the exception of that and Chirelli, everybody's the same. Yeah, yeah. the That's media what, and the fans are the well, same. The team can't fire Jim Matt. No, you can't, but you can try. I mean, the more people that come out and say like, hey, the reason you guys are bad is partly to do with you. Don't make them a whipping boy. Give people a chance. Like, we didn't say good things about Koskinen right off the bat. I don't know about me, but like, I don't really remember saying anything good about him. The first, after a preseason game, we were like, this fucking guy is brutal. And then all of a sudden, he's like the brightest of bright spots on this team. That's but if, got you're a any lot sort of of, if you're any sort of rational fan watching from 2007 to 2015, you stop watching. Yeah, but we can either enjoy what I'm saying is we can all learn. I also think one thing that the the media in this city doesn't necessarily do is admit when they're wrong. I will happily admit I was wrong on Koskinen because the fucking dude is on fire right now. (laughs) I am happy to be wrong. I will still chirp his technique, but I'll be one of his biggest supporters. I don't want to be mad at the Oilers. I want to go to Oilers games and watch them win and be happy and go to the watch of three stars and clap for everybody and buy a branded garbage can on the way out. Unfortunately, the program has denied me my excitement. You think you've wasted years of your life, Andrew? Think about me. I'm going to live to be 95 years old because I didn't have any binge drinking from 2007 to 2015. <laughs> well, that's one well, of that the culture that's parts. changing too. Like he wasted years of his career, but there was only a, a small little taste of it. Sure. And he was for also all of paid us, millions of dollars for his trouble. For all of us that are here. Paying we're millions still of here. dollars. Exactly. We're still here. I feel bad. They, they showed a guy and we got to go. Jared's given up even waving his hands <laughs> in the air, but that's fine. We can edit out everything about poop earlier. <laughs> oh, you're getting yell fight. That's fine. Oh, you have a point. Nope. Get it Points across. Point song. Sing it to the music. Fuck. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> oh, man. You can't turn the song on. You, the had, song you on. had something on fire that was going to be said. I saw it. It's gone. This podcast is over. Real life podcast. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.